0: <they f cappi> this is Social Disgusting. Welcome to Social Disgusting, a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives. I'll miss the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, a.k.a. Brandon. Hope you're well. My guest is an actor, comedian, writer, speaker, improviser, dancer, and podcaster who you can see in Chicago Med, Mascots, Masterminds, Superstore, and most recently, Queen Pins, along with hosting the podcast, The Kent Bingle Mind Experiment, and Good at Parties with Ross Kimball, along with hosting the most wonderful pod of the year. Please welcome, Ross Kimball. Welcome.
1: Oh, Brandon, thanks for having me, man. Thank you. That is a lot. This guy, Ross, sounds like he's doing too much.
0: He's a he's a busy bee, I dare say. <laughs> you know that thing we always say, busy bee. Oh, yeah. sad that is, as I was saying, busy bee. I almost had like a visceral reaction of like disgust. Or he's a busy bee. What? A oh word. yeah, I hold.
1: I had to hold back from just yelling, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think I did too, pretty much, <laughs> to myself at myself. Yeah, um, thanks Rob for having mirror. me.
1: This is this is fun talking with yeah. new people. You don't get to do that often, so this will, this will be great.
0: No, not at all. And I didn't even introduce myself before we started recording, which is a thing I always forget to do. It's how
1: exciting.
0: I guess in my mind, I'm like, well, I know me. I guess everybody else does too. What? (laughs) But uh, yeah, you know, I guess uh, as a starting point, the um, easy to ask, deeply unfair question. But how are you?
1: How am I? And now I've run through a few phases when I hear that. How are you? It's how am I doing right now? how am I doing an hour ago? How am I doing three months ago? Um, but I'll answer how am I doing right now? I'm good. I had a little late start today. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my wife and child, uh, they're away. I'm going to meet up with them in a week. My, my lovely wife, gracious wife said that you can be here for a week, get work done, but you need to clean everything that you see. In our place before you fly to the place so I'm meeting up with them. Okay. Um, and I've been recording a lot, been doing a bunch of writing and getting outside. So overall, I'm good. I'm good. A week ago, I was I was a little I was a little down in uh, I was a little down mentally, but mm-hmm. I, I bounced back pretty quick. But yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Which I guess is just the generic way of saying I've got a lot of things going on, but um. You're a new person, so I'll just give you, I'm good. (laughs) You know? Yeah, that is the thing, though, is, like,
0: in all of this, I know that there's so much that comes with, obviously, a pandemic, but on a more modern level, just that question of how are you is, it feels like the first time that if somebody asks me that, I have to actually think about it, and without necessarily giving, like, the generic answer, because, because a part of me is like, man, in this moment, because I feel like I can fluctuate so easily day to day, or even within the day, of like, how, how, really though, how am I? I really don't know. It's a, it's, it feels like a more complicated question than ever.
1: Yeah. For me, when, well, I guess it depends, you know, Brandon, When if you have a friend saying, how are you, if they know you, especially yeah. someone that's known you for a while, or if it's a new person, how are you? It's two different experiences on what you're giving up. And, or if you, and, and, and the third one is how are you doing when you ask yourself that, like the self check in which I don't think ever, ever happens. Um, or, or it it ha- doesn't happen as much as we, it should happen. Hmm. Um, and for me, I try to do that whenever I'm feeling very anxious or very, uh, just tingly where I just feel like I don't know what to do. I always check in and be like, all right, how are we doing? How are you feeling about this? I always ask myself, what did you get done today? And that usually helps. With like, how am I doing? It's kind of based on, okay, what did you get today? And it's not even big things. Like, um, have you gone to the bathroom? Like, did you did you shower? Did you brush your teeth? Things like that. It's, it's. how, how are you doing?
0: Oh, boy. That's a good question. Um, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know, yeah, okay, right? Good. You know what the sad <laughs> word is, though? When I just said that. I, you, again, I talk about it's a thing you have to really think about. I just defaulted to that in my sure. brain, but then thinking about it now, I'm like, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty good, and that's kind of, I don't know. That's all I'm looking for right now. I don't need to be, I don't need to be obviously be great to be great and amazing, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't need to be either the polarity of good or bad. Uh, I just need to be okay more than ever. Yeah, okay,
1: agreed, 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 and it's funny if uh, if you have someone that's. Uh, like emotionally in tune or really wants to get to know you more on a deeper level like they know you but they want to get to know you more and they're they just uh are into uh, mental health and things like that if you say i'm good and they're like but no really and you are just good like you're i'm fine they make you mad and then you end up the ending ending the conversation be like well now i'm angry because you (laughs) dug into something that i want to get into and this kind of stuff ticks me off. So now I'm not good. Okay, let's talk yeah. about that. I don't want to talk about that with you because you're the one that's making me mad. <laughs> Ask me again. okay, yeah. now, I'm pissed off. Wait, let me stop you right there. I'm pissed off. you. sir, in the hat. Ask me how I am. I want to talk to someone else.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's weird because like i'm I'm somebody who's like pretty open by nature. Um, and I think that's what makes me um, and and probably you as well, good at parties. To to quote your podcast, yeah, is that yeah. you know that openness? I think is really like it's tough though because like you can be open, but then sometimes I'm just not as open as I want to be. And somebody asks a question, then you just I just feel like my defenses come up. Sure, um, oh, it's also
1: a mood. It's a mood situation, and I I get it. I think my my public persona uh, and even in private life, I'm I'm a extrovert, but it takes me it takes me a little bit to warm up if I if I don't know anybody uh, at a party or if I know only a few people I'm stuck with, not stuck with, but I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm talking with people I don't know. It takes me a little bit to warm up, to be my true self, which is a person that wants to make everyone feel comfortable, uh, and, and included because I know how it feels not to feel those things. Yeah. And you know, speaking, you brought it up. That's why I created that podcast because, um, I knew that parties were going to come back, whatever that means, Gatherings, social gatherings that you're going to be running into friends that you haven't seen in a little bit, but you know everything about them because they're posting online, so you don't have to ask them what they're up to because you know what they're up to, or you're meeting people that you don't know and you we're all going to fall into the trap. I have two, I have a podcast that's, that is focused on not talking about the pandemic these past pretty much two years. And that's what people default talk to or, or, or talk about. So I have people on to talk about um, uh, stuff that we can talk about besides that. Yeah. Did,
0: did you see that podcast? Yeah. Was that um, when you were thinking of like the idea of the podcast too? Was part of it like to build a kind of a structure or a chassis, if you will, that allows you to just talk to anybody and just get to meet new people from different backgrounds?
1: Wow. So that's it's really interesting it it wasn't but slowly turned into that okay i i i have um so i've been having people on but then also i'm doing these solo things which will be out in in a few weeks where they're like 10 to 15 minute just they're called garage talks so if you're at a party essentially my podcast uh, i have my um, super talented friend who is also my producer uh, byron mccoy he adds Uh, Pretty much audio where you feel like you're at a party. So my intro we're walking through the house You're hearing people talk. I open up a giant glass sliding door to go out to the backyard You hear crickets you hear fire like a a campfire and then that's when the the party starts where I have the conversation with the person around a campfire But uh, at this party I have a garage and so these garage talks are just me pretty much giving tips on how to be in social situations, and I understand that people uh, are are not—I don't want to say antisocial—but they they don't like going to parties. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, everyone has to go to a function where other people besides yourself are going to be there. And if you do anything that uh, uh, makes you a paycheck, you have to talk to people and you have to put yourself out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And it's just the way it is. This is how our society is. And from day one, I don't think what we uh, were meant to be alone in the sense of we have to have that communication to feel uh, human and that, and that connection, but to going back to the garage thing. So those, those are pretty much tips on how to like interpret. those are tips and tricks and not even tricks, but, uh, more, more prompts to help you have those interpersonal communications, whether it be, um, how, uh, I have an upcoming episode called how to enter a room and it's essentially just keep your head up. And if someone makes eye contact with you you smile and say hello and keep moving yeah.
0: <laughs> like that like act as if they yeah
1: even them. even if you don't know the person i find that to be two things number one it's comforting to you because you're quote unquote in control of the situation a lot of times we walk into situations where we don't know what's happening and the best thing that you can do is just you've been there before act like you've been there before so even you've never you, i've never seen this kind of doorknob before is this? Do I pull up? Do I pull down? Am I? What am I doing? Act like you've been there before, and be okay with making mistakes. Keep your head up, and people are going to turn and look. Even if you don't know the person, say hi like you haven't seen them in a little bit. Have that little mystery. Have them think, "Hey, do I know this person?" Or you know, yeah. it's, it's just make it make it fun for you. And then also, it's it's how to have questions, how to lead in questions, how to not have yes or no questions. Uh, when to leave a conversation like those are, I'm mean, going to have more solo ideas for that, but to going back to your original question, no, it was not, it was not made for, yeah. I didn't create this podcast to like help people talk to other people. It was just, okay. I, I was at a party once and all we were talking about was how much sourdough bread people were making. I was like, we can't, <laughs> this can't be it. This can't yeah. be it for the next two years for us. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: Have, have you been to any social gatherings since, um, well, things have gotten, uh, I I hesitate to say better, but better than they have been?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, well, I, I like to say it's like, well, things are like slowly opening up or like things are opening yeah. up a little bit and people are, and I'm sure you have this too, where I have people in my life that are still hesitant to meet up. Because um, I, you know, I, I have a little baby and for a long time we didn't see anybody. Well, for two reasons, because we have a little baby, but also we had a baby in the middle of a pandemic, and we're we we did not know how it affected the baby, and we didn't want to get it, and all sure. that stuff. And I've been to I've been to a few parties, I've been to um, uh, a few gatherings, and I've realized that people don't know how to talk anymore. People don't know <laughs> how to interact anymore, and it's scary because I was talking to a friend and I left the conversation just to get a breather because that's what I have to do. Just if I'm moving on, I'm gonna get a, get a drink or I'll say I'm going to the bathroom and then just just walk around and find something else to do or, or someone else to interact with. And I walked away from that conversation thinking, I know this person so well, this is my friend. I was asking them questions that you would ask someone on a bus.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And. And I, I got scared thinking we all have to hit the reset button and it's slowly shifting into, you had two years to change and the scariest thing, (laughs) the scariest thing you can do throughout this is not change, whether good or bad. If you stayed the same (laughs) throughout this whole thing, that's terrifying
0: or worse regress. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the fear too <laughs> Right, that's that's a genuine fear you know like I, it's weird because like I, I feel the same way while also throughout it trying not to put pressure on myself to be you know like the uh, write, write the great American novel during all this you know as if like you have to be the most productive human on the planet but while also I don't know it both feels like a lost year and lost years plural seemingly mm-hmm. at this point but then also, in the moment, those were right decisions because, yeah, you can sum it up all now, but at the time, you're just like, wow, this is only going to be six weeks and this is going to be nothing. And then it felt like tamp early on almost because we were all going through it. And now it's just life again.
1: I and think it's so much. Gonna, I think we're going to forget this. I think in like five years, we're going to forget these moment to moment times. I think it's going to be clumped into, yeah, I had I, this thing happen and this thing happened, but. I, I even forget, I do you remember those two weeks? I forgot what I did those two weeks i I remember like um it's tough you know it
0: it's such a it really is I know if it was almost like a cliche now, but it's such a blur this last year and a half two years it just there's so much blurriness to it, and unfortunately the line there's no like official memory based line of demarcation between before this and then during this and then now so I feel like my um, ability to gauge time for the last five years of what a memory is—it just—it it feels fuzzier than ever. So my recall is just not what it used to be. But um, for that two weeks though, I, it felt like—I guess because there was no like fear of missing out because we we're all going through it. So in that moment, it was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of weird and interesting, and cozy, and this isn't going to last uh, till November eleventh, two thousand twenty-one, and on. But right. You know, I remember watching, like, stuff on Twitch for the first time and, like, watching movies. It, it was a weird—I don't know. It feels like such a quaint time, but it, we just had no idea. Can
1: you do that? Like, do people put up movies on Twitch and they can—you can, you can watch they along do. with them? Sometimes they do.
0: Sometimes they do watch-alongs, yeah. I think—because um, Amazon owns Twitch. Okay. And so they have watch-along parties as a thing. And like maybe you can host one? I think so, yeah. I believe so, yeah. Brandon.
1: Yeah. I am very into this. I didn't see Twitch as a possibility for me because I thought it was just for gamers, but... Oh, you can do all I'm, kinds of stuff on Twitch. It's pretty interesting. I would love to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, found Twitch, I found Twitch during this time, too.
0: It's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. You know, just the, um, It's kind of a brilliant idea in that, wow, what if YouTube videos, not that you know they have YouTube Live, but what if they were interactive? What if you can interact with your TV? It's kind mm-hmm. of an interesting concept. What if you
1: could kiss your TV?
0: Man, look, I've been doing that for years, so I guess I'm a bit at the forefront. Hey, which hey. is fine, a trailblazer.
1: Man, if if Elon Musk is listening to this, that is a free idea.
0: <laughs> if Elon Musk is listening to this, please stop. Please just get away from me. Leave me alone. Go to Mars. Focus on that. For the love of God.
1: Can I tell you though, if you were in his circle, you would defend him tooth and nail. But since we're oh, on the yeah. outside, he's oh, a I freak. Agree. <laughs>
0: oh, I oh I look. If I was Absolutely. on his payroll. If I was on his payroll, I'd be the number one Elon Musk fan, probably, uh, as much Same. as I might like be morally conflicted. Uh, that would be very much weighted down by all the money I'd be making. Yeah,
1: and you can't—and and the people that are like, oh, no, 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 you can't—that's a lie. You're lying because if you were given $3 million a month by Jeff Bezos to just watch the ocean and make sure those waves are crashing on time— you would give him both your kidneys if you wanted.
0: I'd be out there every day at six a.m. in the morning with a stopwatch, <laughs> checking
1: for a Jeff. giant whiteboard. Yeah,
0: like I, you know, I, I wish I could like be morally superior, uh, superior about all this. But uh, for better or worse, and mostly worse, certainly if not entirely worse, uh, money is freedom in this world, mm-hmm. and that's what I require to function. As much as I might begrudge it, hey, and Brandon, it's still
1: the reality. Brandon, you're not yes. the only one, pal, okay? We all got to have those claims <laughs> to move along this country.
0: Look, I need money so I can have a giant TV to kiss. So, <laughs> Listen, we can't be giving out free ideas, man. <laughs> it's just not the same when I kiss an iPad. I need a giant TV. I actually need it plugged in, hardwired into the wall. Yeah, yeah. I need to feel like there's a possibility I might get electrocuted. That's the thrill for me. Oh, man. Have you you been watching the NBA season? Because your Chicago Bulls are very exciting.
1: Can I tell you what? It is so fun watching this young team. We got Lonzo Ball. We have my good friend, Rosen, D. Rosen. We have my best friend in the world, Alex Caruso, running the boards. They, so backing up, it's very exciting watching them. The NBA NBA season is great. When I moved from Chicago to LA, this LA town is beautiful, filled with beautiful people. Their brains are full of dreams. We have the beautiful oceans, the mountains, the highways. This should be one of the biggest sports cities. Like people talking about sports all the time. I should see people on a random Thursday wearing a giant LA Kings jersey. In 90 degree weather no one talks about sports around here we have so many teams here and they only talk about it until uh they wait until the playoffs to talk about the dodgers and that's interesting and and i gotta tell you coming from chicago i was ticked off because i grew up in the 90s and i lived 30 minutes from chicago and that was like the heyday of chicago and so it's nice to have that energy back i was talking to my friend david who lives in the city? And he said the energy is back for the Bulls. Like there is an excitement. There is a. It's back. It's back, and it's fun that it's like with a small with a smaller team. We don't have like a we don't have a lot of big guys. It's just like a run and gun team. I love it. I'd say so you've it's got, very exciting.
0: You've got Vucevic, but he's even he's kind of like it's amazing that they're started off so good, and he's kind of starting off slow. So it's like wow, if he really gets back to what he is because he's like a walking double double, yeah. then. Man, they're going to be even better. And the best thing about that team, I think, outside of everything, is just that they they clearly love playing together. And you can't beat that as a fan.
1: You, There are certain teams—Milwaukee had it last year. I'm not sure if they have it this year, but you can tell they hang out yes. after practice. They're like, yeah, let's just like soak in the tub for a little bit in the ice buckets and just laugh. You can tell— uh, that Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso laugh very hard together when they're not <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the court. They, they're they just buddies. You can tell that. I
0: it's just imagine Lonzo Ball just says to Alex Caruso all the time, you goofy bastard. That's what Absol- I just imagine in my head.
1: And that's what you want to be. You want to be the guy that can hoop and just be called a goofball. You want to be the goofball that can drop 21 points.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what the funny thing is, dude, that I think – um And maybe the maybe the commonality here are the the ball brothers, but like the Charlotte Hornets with LaMelo Ball really seem to enjoy playing together. Mm -hmm. I just read earlier that uh, the that a lot of all the young players on the Cleveland Cavaliers are all on a text thread together, so they can talk to each other when they're not playing together. Like that's the type of stuff where it's like, man, you can get all the talent in the world, but like, I don't know. I just imagine nobody on the Nets hangs out together. For example, yeah,
1: Brandon, did you grow up playing sports? Or, I didn't uh, no, I didn't I'm not um, athletic at all. were you a part of something like bigger than yourself growing up? Oh, like a, what what an interesting question uh, that was like a uh, a quote unquote team effort like an ensemble or anything
0: man I don't know and honestly not really and now I'm starting to I might as well be writing this down to talk to my therapist about no, but no no. Uh, no 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 I mean but like not really like I uh, you know what it, okay honestly. I had such massive anxiety as a kid hmm. that it was more of, uh, I, I, honestly, I couldn't control other people, that the fluctuating the anxiety because I just had no mental infrastructure to handle this stuff. So I was, I was pretty, I wasn't around a lot of people because I was so anxious. Just a full disclosure too, I, um, I have a muscle disease, so it was always, and I didn't know what that was, like what, what I. What the muscles these was tall? I was like in my teens, mm-hmm. so there was all this mystery and confusion, and it really fucked with my head as a kid. Oh, man. So I'm kind of a late bloomer by nature, just because of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm well. I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you're. At the oh, spot yeah, you're at right sure. now. That's awesome. Yeah, I will say I, I grew up playing sports, and we're talking about this text thread, and the most important thing. Because everyone has a skill at that level, NBA. You have the skill, you have the the uh, the muscle memory, you have the basketball IQ. The most important thing is to have that interpersonal communication. Like if these people know each other off the court, they're going to know each other on the court, where they can yeah. a- assume um, and be like that. And that I think that's the most important thing. I've coached I've coached teams like that where everyone's good, but you need to realize if you guys actually like each other, you will take care of each other more. On the court, you'll look out for each other. Can we talk about the Jokic thing? This is and this is not an NBA podcast, but the sure. Jokic thing. Um, yeah. And uh, what do you think n- about that? Morris... You're talking about the the Man. the fight. Just to, for context
0: for people. Oh yeah. Uh, Nikola Jokic was uh, shoved by one of the Morris twins in a game a couple of nights ago, and then Jokic shoved him back. To put it lightly, and uh, something ensued, and now probably
1: suspensions have happened. I'm not sure. Yeah, and and the Morris twins—that's not a—that's uh, not an Instagram thing. That's a basketball player. Um, it does sound <laughs> no. Does no sound to, like, to give to give background, the Morris twins to, uh, ran on the court and shoved yeah. Yoki. <laughs> the thing is, though, that the
0: context for the Morris twins are one, they have a history of getting into fights and instigating mm-hmm. fights. Mm-hmm. Also, um, they are so close as twins are often are, but so close that they negotiated without agents. I believe their contracts together, which is and and unsurprisingly got really bad deals on their contracts and i think oh, they i think oh, they oh, also i also believe they have um i can't remember if this is a joke i think it's actually true i think they have uh the same like bank account they share a bank account pretty sure that's true it's I mean, it's kind of like what if twin what if the twins thing went a little too far arguably because <laughs> it's kind of wild to think that and, you know and you answer that question <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What if you ask that question and then they take that as a dare? <laughs> um, um, so but what my, do you what do you think my, about the situation? Take is this
1: and it's not it's not an original idea. This is all over uh, social media, and this is controversial because we do live in an age where um, you have to be nice to each other and you have to be aware and and. Um, can't you can't be a bully like bully culture is over you can't be a bully but we don't have the nba used to have a star they used to have michael jordan for example everyone can relate to this and i'll be really quick with this okay michael jordan you have a star and you have to surround yourself you have to surround that that star with a few things talent um uh, people that can compliment that person's talent, give them space to be that talent, but also you need one you need one or two goons. And when you I say goons, when yeah. I say goons, these are the people, this is your big brother at school that hears someone making fun of you and walks up and be like, "Do we have an issue?" because you don't have you don't touch him, you touch me, or I'm going to touch you. We don't have that anymore because we have like seven footers shooting threes. We have guys that are 6'10 that wanna bring the ball up. And everyone, there's no there's no room for that anymore. So instead of goons, you have people that are highly skilled that don't have the mentality of a goon, but they have the mentality of a bully. Mm-hmm. So so mentality of a bully is they don't have really anything to back it up, they're just gonna instigate. And I think the Morris Twins are great examples of this where they're bullies. They're great, they're skilled players, but they're they're on there, they're on, they're putting minutes down to to kind of enforce. And I think the great example of this is, uh, you think Charles Oakley, you think um, uh, Rick Mahorn, you think I mean back in the '80s, I mean everyone, you didn't have to like basketball to watch the Last Dance that was on Netflix about the Bulls. And the big thing with them was when they were playing the Detroit Pistons, it was always an issue because they didn't have one goon, they had like two or three goons. They had Dennis Rodman. They had Rick Mahorn. They had Bill <laughs> Lambeer. Bill
0: Lambeer was three and one, seemingly. Yeah. By and, and arguably, he was just like a raging asshole more than he was like fulfilling a role, but it, he, it still served a purpose.
1: Oh, he got in your head. If you. So if I. Let's say I. I, I if I was on the Bulls, if I averaged 15 points, if I was playing the, the Detroit Pistons, Bill Lambeer would be so in my head that I would score eight points and miss all my free throws. Yeah. And it was. It was perfect. So we don't. We don't have that anymore because it's the game has changed. It's not as physical. And and because of that, these stars like Jokic, this guy shouldn't be touching anyone. This guy should be just playing playing basketball. If anyone's yapping, he can talk. He can he can do some chatter, but he, you walk away. They have to bring it upon themselves where they have to say, No no no, you're not gonna mess with me. I'm gonna step up. I'm I'm going to uh um not represent myself, but but I'm gonna, uh, what is it? Defend myself. Yeah. Instead of having a person that that scores eight points a game and that can give away those fouls, that can get kicked out for the game, to step and be like, "Don't touch him. We need him." So I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I don't agree with his reaction with either one. But Jokic should have just taken a foul. But I think there was some stuff going on before. We don't know the whole story. I'd say I don't we, just, agree. we just know a
0: 30 second clip, right? I think yeah. I think you're I, I will say this though that uh Nikola Jokic is seven foot tall, if not taller, two hundred and eighty five pounds. And he's, he's from and he's from Eastern Europe.
1: Yep. Yeah. I would not fuck with him. No. At all. Even even if you were bigger, you don't know his story. <laughs> no, you don't know what no. he's seen. I would not mess with that dude. But and, I, yeah, It's a tough situation. So, uh, essentially, I I agree. Uh, No, no, I don't agree with his actions, but I get it. It, it, I think it got to the point where... And it's getting to the point where I think Jokic is going to be a... um, As he gets older, I think maybe teams, if, if free agency happens, and Nuggets don't want him, I think it may be an issue where... He's going to have to go into the office and he's going to have to talk to these owners and coaches being like, Hey, how are we doing mentally? Are you, we don't need you to be a hothead. And, and it's slowly, he's never like this. He was never like this before. I I'm, i don't remember a time where he was doing this. It's, it's now he's that not, he's in the spotlight. He's
0: not, he's not considered a dirty player. No. And he's also not like an, a player who is unliked. He's not necessarily beloved as like the nicest guy in the world, but he's, he's not disliked at least not outwardly by people and they call him the joker (laughs) he's great yeah and he's also like wildly talented you know like uh i don't know i I think i think the problem i think the problem in that situation is first of all morris did his thing Mm -hmm. which he's done two billion times but he knocked a guy who was not expecting it uh granted he knocked a guy who is uh, built like a tank Uh, Mind you, a slightly doughy tank, but a tank nonetheless. Sure, a Pillsbury tank. Yeah, a Pillsbury Pillsbury tank. Mm -hmm. And he... So he didn't move like most people probably would in those instances. uh, And he also could see it kind of coming. But the thing that doesn't help that situation is that when he retaliated, he retaliated with somebody who was not anticipating it.
1: It, He hit him in the back. That's the thing where I'm like, I don't agree with any of the actions, but I get... I get... um, I get the emotion behind it, not the I get I
0: get retaliating Mm -hmm. in that moment and with the adrenaline. I completely understand that. But it 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 made it 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 looked more violent considering the elements involved. And that's not great. So I I don't know, I I feel like, you know, it it does I'm not necessarily against like eye for an eye in some situations and I get how it got to that. But um, the aftermath made it, I think, made it seem more violent than it actually was considering the different elements involved. But then again, to your point, like, we didn't, I didn't see any of the game previous to that, and I only saw 30 seconds of the game. I think, so I think
1: 99.9% of the people um, thought that. Have you, okay, let's talk about this for three seconds. I didn't mean okay. to derail, but we're talking basketball. Oh, please. Have you looked up the North Korean basketball rules? No. North Korea has insane basketball rules. Are you ready for this? Yes, please. Number one, slam dunks are worth three points. This is all real. Oh, I already love this. Number two, three-point shots are awarded four points if the ball doesn't touch the rim. Like okay. That.
0: Okay, a swish bonus.
1: Can I tell you what? This is what I want the NBA to do. The third one. Here we go. One point is deducted for every missed free throw. Oh, wow. I like that.
0: That changes the strategy of the game, too. hmm Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating.
1: Uh, any any field goal made in the last three seconds of a game, are you ready, is given eight points. <laughs> that is fun. Oh, this is fun. That's a lot of fun. This is like rock and jock rules. hmm hmm And then, uh, yeah, last one is games can end in a tie. That's okay. So, so let's say even in the championship championship games, there have been like multiple times where, (laughs) like, (laughs) there have been co champions in the league. I love that. I want I want them to adopt the uh, free throw thing. That would be. I
0: like I like everything but the tie, Mm -hmm. just because I like the other rules so much. I want an overtime where they they come into play
1: even more. Can you imagine the the dunk the dunk thing? That's awarding three points. They would they would challenge so many things where it's like my finger touched the rim, my <laughs> finger grazed the rim. That's a dunk. Yeah, ga- ar- games would arguably become six hours
0: long, <laughs> from, from debates right. and and questioning things and becoming like conspiratorial about yeah. stuff. But I love that. I think that's so fun. I think I just like the smaller leagues like that. Just being like, fucking, who cares? Yeah, just change I need it to, up.
1: I need to check out a big three that three on three thing that. Um, was it, uh, is it Ice was it, Cube? Yeah, Ice Cube created.
0: Well, he's he got more time now, can... now that he's refusing to do movies, so there's that, that. Yeah, That'll, That'll it,
1: This is where it's going to get interesting now. Now it's... things are opening up and, um, you know. It's a wild thing, Brandon. Private businesses can do whatever they want.
0: I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, just the idea of like people were saying, you're infringing on my rights. It's like, well, you're not in jail. You're just not employed by this company that chooses to set these rules, which they're they're allowed to. Yeah. So I don't really see. It seems pretty cut and dry to me, but you know, I guess at a certain point they're they're playing to a certain crowd, and that crowd is really taking taking it from there.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, I, I hear I hear all this stuff, and the the main thing they're thinking is it's a domino effect. If they if they tell us we have to do this, then it'll slowly a domino effect, and I think that. That is a fear for a lot of people. Um, and I don't, personally, I don't get it just because uh, I'm a big fan of science. It got me to where I am right now, where I can be talking to you. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a touchy subject, but it's, it's hopefully going to get to the point where we can get back to normal. Isn't that how people end conversations, right? Or <laughs> if they don't want to talk about anything anymore, they're like, well, I get, we just got to get back to normal.
0: <laughs> That's fair. I mean, we can we can move on. I, I no, no, want to say
1: I do want to say one thing
0: to that though is that the 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 opposite side of that about them being like it's a slippery slope about our freedoms. You know, but which I, I'm not mocking that by the way, I'm mocking them. Yeah, yeah. Which I understand. But also by the way, it's a slippery slope to then question facts. Like yep. how is that not a slippery slope? Yep. You know?
1: And that, okay. was, that was what I was getting to, where if that is the main thing, it's like, well, this, then this, and then they're just going to keep going. It's like, well, let's just focus on this. This is a tried and true thing. This is a fact. This is um, people that actually, this is their job to do the research. And then other people check on that research. It's... Yeah, it's wild. These are professionals. We have to trust. We have to trust these professionals.
0: Like at what what point what constitutes an expert for some people? I don't know what it's going to take. Is it going to take somebody dedicating their lives to becoming an expert in something and knowing how to save a life, which is just a fucking miracle? Yeah, to it's, be able funny to we,
1: it's funny how we pick and choose. When I say we, I mean like the proverbial we uh, yeah,
0: it's funny how some people just trust the people that happen to agree with everything they think. Yeah, interesting. I'm not gonna, I'm interesting not gonna, coincidence. I'm
1: not gonna. I'm not gonna tr- trust this expert in something. Uh, but you know, I am gonna like change my own oil. Yeah. Or I am gonna trust this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna drive over. I'm gonna find someone on uh, next door for them to uh, look at my brakes.
0: What is this popular uh, anthropomorphized meatball podcaster think? Let me let me think for a minute. This Austin based. Uh Spotify, for example. Uh podcaster. What expert on uh, horse paste should that be? <laughs> Who could I possibly be talking about? Impossible to say. Uh, but, he has uh, so much money he doesn't care. He doesn't have any concert for reality. I mean and, and I I can understand how that would be. I don't know. I'm just gonna start. Sure, going go back to the mind. Bezos thing.
1: Like we're it's I know.
0: That's one where yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Money money will change my perspective on things, I'm sure. And I'd love to find out if it happens. Or maybe
1: not. You could be, we could be the people that have a lot of money and it's like, this is how it goes. But then here's the thing, Brandon. Once we get all that money, we know all the secrets. We get into those parties. (laughs) We get invited Finally. to the layers. Finally I'll I'll become I'll become a thirty-eight year old
0: uh, uh, and grandfathered in member of the Skull and Bone Society. That's
1: right. We get invited to those never been kissed parties. No, not never been kissed. Uh, what's it? Uh the guy? oh yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. i say <laughs> like the never been kissed, those are very
0: different parties. It's just us passively uh, like everybody's separating as oh much as possible. Gosh. What if I <laughs>
1: thought that i was going to be watching what uh what's the movie where um eyes wide shut, I eyes wide shut. yeah oh my gosh and uh I they've amazing. never been kissed holy cow misstep that's very funny
0: You're like well there's um a lot
1: less sex parties in this movie than i anticipated <laughs> so, wait, so she's an adult pretending to be in high school hold on now hold on there's never been when does tom cruise show up <laughs>
0: is the were people confusing a woman getting stoned accidentally and then eating all of her pie and then saying who ate all my pie with sex parties? Because those are dramatically different things. Unless maybe I've been doing it wrong all these years. And Brandon, Who's this is
1: where the analogy stops because, uh, I have no idea what happens. and never been kissed after that.
0: All I know is the reference I just made is actually from the movie. And I'm still not really sure how I recalled that exactly or why it. that was in the recesses of my brain, but it was in there. Yeah, um, you're a pro. I do want to ask you too, that, uh, I know at one point you wanted to be a history teacher. Do you have like a, a point in history or people place or thing with regard to history, which I guess is technically everything uh-huh. um, that fascinates you more than anything else or now?
1: Hmm. I am fascinated with like turn of the century in America. History. Yeah, same here. Me too. Where, where we had to train, but also people were learning or building flying machines people were in cars, like the first 12 people with cars were just zooming past people on, on like horse and buggy and walking and, um, homes didn't have like running water and, and some homes did just that, that juxtaposition people were like moving to cities, but slowly there was no in between, there were no suburbs. So it was either like your city or your country.
0: It was like the past and the future all mm-hmm. at once in a mm-hmm. weird way. Yeah,
1: and I think too that's when like sports history comes into play for me, where you have people that uh, you didn't have to be a, a, a physical specimen to be good at your sport, like a Babe Ruth type or a, um, you know, these other these other people that like if you look at them now, they're like this was this was it, like this was the pinnacle of athleticism and they were they were drinking like pints of whiskey before they went up to bat and yeah. they uh it is just funny i think that's i i have a i have a bit where i would love any one of us could jump in a time machine now and and be the best at yeah. whatever we want we could have, we could have, we could have choose something and be very good at it like you could go back and invent the t-shirt brandon like the graphic tee or the tie-dye t-shirt in 1912 <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: Meanwhile I'm like I, I go all the way back and all I can think of in the moment is inventing spam and I just throw shit together and
1: put it in a tin and they're like, Well, there it is. Right. I would I would just remember one Beatles song and be like, She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah and just write it out and
0: just Well be- according according to the movie yesterday, that's all it takes. And then yeah. and then apparently I still I'm fascinated by that movie just because like when you when you're writing that movie and you just think about like what are the reverberations Of the Beatles never existing,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and apparently, according to the writer of that, the reverberations are that smoking doesn't exist and Coca-Cola doesn't exist.
1: Wow, I've never seen the movie, and I think I have to now because that it's it's weirdly it's fascinating. All right, yeah, smoking doesn't exist. I'm gonna have to look into that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild. (laughs) Yesterday, available on (laughs) internet.com. Turn it on and kiss your TV. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to keep you too much more, too much more, no, no, yeah, too good. much I longer. Love it. But um, I know you worked. You were uh, a tour guide in Chicago uh-huh. on a double-decker bus. Do you have a favorite Chicago fact or anything that's, that comes to mind when asked Holy that?
1: Holy cow! Holy cow! Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, so, oh, okay. This is great. So. If you've ever been to Chicago, and if you've been on Lakeshore Drive, which is the big road that runs alongside the city on one side's the city and one side's the lake, there are parts of it where land there's like it jets out, like even where um, Navy Pier is. Mm-hmm. And I usually say this: I'll be on, I would be on top of the, the double decker. We'd be going like forty miles an hour as we're going by the lake, and this is true after the fire in eighteen seventy-one. Pretty much the whole city was burnt and they had all this rubble. They had all this uh, burnt wood and all of these structures and they didn't know what to do with it. And they were like, well, do we ship it down uh, these canals? Do we just bury it? Do we go to a, uh, uh, a, a pit and bury it? And someone had the idea of pushing all of it into the lake and that created land. So all the dirt all of the structures, everything was pushed into the lake that created actually what you see on the uh, east side of oh, Lake Shore Drive. That's so all of that is old Chicago. Um, Meg's field, and this isn't one Meg's field is a, it was a small airport right on Lake Michigan. And in the middle of the night, it was through contracts and union. And I think the mob was involved, but they, uh, a lot of uh, uh, drugs were coming in from Canada and other places, and so the mayor of Chicago wanted that stopped. So in the middle of the night, they had excavators draw giant X's in the runways to get rid, so no no planes could land. Oh wow! And they got rid of that um, uh, Disneyland. There was like a uh, plans for a Disneyland uh, next next to Chicago, like on the Navy Pier. They wanted to like rip that up. Um, oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, just, I had no idea. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild. Like Chicago history is really really cool because it was, you know, it's named the Second City because uh, you know, it burned down and then it, it got built up to what it is now, which is like one of the best cities in my opinion in the world. And they they really fought to be on the map because back then, like no one really went there. I think people that were into livestock, if you um, we're uh, uh, into. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to think of other other fun facts. But those are the two I remember that I liked. I like telling. Yeah. Those
0: are great. Those. Oh. oh no. Those I'm are... sorry. There was one other one. So Buckingham okay, Fountain,
1: the big Buckingham Fountain. Okay. That goes off. Uh, it was. It's not named after uh, Buckingham Palace. Uh, a family named the Buckinghams gave it to the city, and for over like. 30 years, it was controlled by a computer uh, in Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. They outsourced
0: their fountain. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. I'm gonna have to Google that after this too. Yeah,
1: that was Um. was wild. That was one summer. And so I would do double-decker bus tours and then at night I would drive the trolley like for bachelor parties and bachelorette parties around the city. Oh, you
0: were full service.
1: It was wild. It was a wild time. It was a lot of fun. I
0: imagine. Do you miss Chicago?
1: There are times I do. There are times I do it. Uh, I miss wearing coats. I miss the train. I miss uh, being freezing cold, walking into a bar and and getting a drink. I think I do miss performing uh, improv. I would do like four shows a night or four shows a week. Um. There are times I miss it, but LA is becoming home more and more. And as I get older, I'm realizing home is where the heart is. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I imagine I, I, I would miss. It. I imagine I would miss
0: seasons as well. Yeah. If I didn't have them all the time, especially mm-hmm. with you know Arkansas, where I am. I'm in Arkansas, by the way. Oh, cool! I,
1: I love that state. That's an underrated state, in my opinion.
0: It really is. You know, it's a. Uh, I always feel like I have to defend it, not that I do, but it, it is like one of those things where it's easy to shit on because, of course, any of the news stories that come out are never like, Arkansas resident cured cancer. It's always the worst things imaginable.
1: 14-pound uh, gold nugget found in Arkansas.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, like We got <laughs> we have, like, we're, we're called the natural state because mm-hmm. as opposed to any other state being natural. you got like. all those but, caves, baby. Yeah, you know, all those other, those 49 other man-made states but uh but but you know the one thing we do have is like we we have diamonds that's us in northern africa like that's it whoa so, yeah we used to be the diamond state for a time i don't really know why we what's, went away that, what's on them. your license plate
1: what's the slogan
0: it's uh wow i don't know
1: okay cuz I, I don't have noise land of lincoln
0: i almost said <laughs> I almost said th- – you know what this advert is? When you first asked that, the first thing that came to mind was the land of opportunity. That's not what we are at all. In fact, I think that's uh, America. Uh, are there to... any,
1: like, big startups happening there? Because I know, I know a lot of, like, Silicon Valley is trying to move to uh, places where it's uh, less expensive to live. I know Kansas Kansas City is getting big. Arkansas we,
0: is that? you would th- Well, first of all, we are the land of opportunity. That's accurate. Hey, there you go. So there we go. But uh, – but no I mean we have we have Walmart money, so there is right. money here. The Waltons right. are here, so Northern Arkansas has a lot of money for sure Bentonville is they're pumping so much money into Bentonville, okay, but um I feel like I feel like it's a place to go because land is cheap, and the the cost of living is living is pretty low, so I they're ripe for opportunity if anybody wants to come and. Uh, buy up, predatorially buy up a lot of land.
1: I'm on my way. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, the funny thing is, though, that, like, man, with the internet and, you know, the twitches of the world, even... Geography doesn't really matter as much or or matters less than it ever has. Yeah. Seemingly, for so many people's jobs. You know, working from home and things like that.
1: Well... We were seeing that with these big businesses, all these, all these buildings, like there's no rent this year. I mean, they're paying rent, but they're realizing work is getting done. I think some businesses are scared about that or they, <laughs> they know that these people can be at home, get their work done and they like, can't, wow, have we, can't we can't control people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think also though, I mean, the funny thing is that that is like, I completely under, I can understand why they would think that. And if anything, it's a very appropriately like the pessimistic way to look at it. Because like, for other businesses, I'm sure they're looking at it as, wow, we might not need to own this building or rent these spaces, and that's less overhead and we can sell that. Yeah. Because that's how I thought it would go. And maybe it is. I- I'm not sure. Man,
1: we'll see. We shall see.
0: Man, businesses are crazy.
1: As I kiss my TV.
0: The uh, <laughs> Well, you have a hard out, and we're running up. We're five minutes away from that. So I okay. respect a hard out. What all, if anything, well, first of all, thank you for doing this. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, do you
1: have, do you have like hard hitting questions at the end that you do? I don't, but I can okay. ask
0: them. I mean,
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I just didn't want, I just didn't want uh, to skip over that. Okay. Well,
0: here here's a hard hitting question What's your favorite, favorite Franken food? Your favorite thing that you enjoy mixing together? Oh, man. Is it two soups or
1: two soups is great. You know, I'm a soup guy, I'm a soup head. Um, you know a clam chowder and a lobster bisque is great i remember the first time i met you do you listen to the doughboys mike mitchell and yeah i've, I've okay. had both
0: of them on here too i love them. oh awesome yeah, yeah. they
1: um uh, i was on uh a red lobster episode and we met up at red lobster and i did that i did, got a lobster bisque half and half with a uh with a, a clam chowder and they just looked at me like i was insane <laughs> which and i was like this is I, great but i get it two cream based soups it's too much cream but it tastes great
0: well you mentioned though on that episode too about mixing red sauce and white sauce just as a pink sauce yeah which i mean that's pretty i don't know if that's a regional thing or what but plenty of restaurants here offer that as a third option mm-hmm. to the the regular you know "quote unquote" regular sauces yeah and yeah. it's really good i love
1: it i love it it's a thick consistency um Man, I don't, I ne, I don't do this anymore. Just because it just, it just wrecks my body. But it's called a gut bomb, mm-hmm. and what it is, it's uh, mac and cheese, whatever you want, preference wise, uh, stove top stuffing. Wow. And then cut up hot dogs, and you mix that all together. <laughs> that is. It is heavy, that is thick. <laughs>
0: It's very heavy. <laughs> I dare say that is thick. <laughs> there is so much happening in that. Oh, um, man. Uh, I mean, I'm I can thinking. see that being good, though. But, yeah, that's definitely more of a, I don't know. I, I feel like I retain weight so easy yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. And it's easier than ever, despite doing everything in my power to not. So I just have to be so exhaustingly mindful of the things that I eat. But um back when I could eat anything all day, every day, and it not have any impact on me. Somehow I even lost weight. It felt like, like when I was in college, I would eat that and I would, wouldn't even think twice. And I'm sure it was delicious.
1: Yeah. I've been, uh, It's not a Franken food, but I've been adding some stuff to ramen, like top ramen. That's um, fun. Yeah. Like just crack an egg in it and mix it up. But that's all I can think about. I don't mind, I don't mind foods touching or mixing. It's not a big deal for me. So it's pretty much everything I eat is Franken food.
0: <laughs> you know what this word is? Edwards. Anytime somebody mentions that about the intermingling of foods, I think of the movie Toys, the oh, Robin yeah. Williams movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have weird, random things I remember like that. And LO Cool J talked about that in the movie, saying, I don't like foods mixing together. I'm a military man. I want a military meal. <laughs> and I think about that every time. <laughs> and it's arguable that I'm maybe the only person out of 7 billion plus in the world who thinks that. And that's my,
1: my fun little origin story, I guess, in a weird way. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, an evil genius or, origin story.
0: Or somebody who needs to schedule another therapy
1: appointment, <laughs> which is all
0: in play. Um, but yeah, what all, uh, if anything, before we wrap it up, do you want to point people toward?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned it in the beginning. I am uh, on a few podcasts. The Kent Beagle Mind Summit is uh, an improvised podcast. Where it's pretty much a character that I did in Chicago. I did a lot of live shows with him, but I wanted to have a podcast with him. Uh, And it's just, it's pretty much the worst person you went to high school with who is now an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, a guy that like dabbles in real estate, um, a guy that like loves big watches and is always (laughs) trying to sell them and hawk them on people. And so it's like, it's pretty much if Tony Robbins didn't become Tony Robbins, but thinks that he's the best Um, and it's pretty much he's selling like multi multi multi-level marketing stuff he's always talking about protein powders and pills and finding other people to um, get clients and to stalk them and so I have I have other people on that are other thought leaders like characters so it's other improvisers that come on it's really fun I've had some really cool people uh, Bobby Moynihan has been on Adam McKay has been on Um, tons of great people from Chicago and the people I've met out here in LA so check that out some more episodes are coming out soon kind of putting the back burner on that um because of these other things good at parties which you've talked about Mm -hmm. which which i uh i have great people on more pot more episodes are coming out on that and then this is important the most wonderful part of the year is a podcast i do with my good friend jackie gonzalez de and we watch the christmas movies that no one watches and should watch so we find the stuff on youtube we find the stuff on hulu uh, we watch a few Netflix ones, but we love Christmas movies so much. We have great guests on, um, and we point people to Christmas movies that they should watch. And we're both comedians, and so we give it a hard time, but we can give it a hard time because we love it so much. You know how it goes. So yeah. check those out.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to each one. They're great. They are really Oh, great. thank you
1: so much. Yeah, and you can find me at me, Ross Kimball, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, too. And I I really don't care what i do on there so it's a lot of like just fun stuff i've stopped caring uh so i'm just having fun on it
0: that's the best way to be
1: yeah to
0: stop giving a shit and just be silly yeah that's fun. yeah awesome well thank you again for doing this
1: brandon thanks so much for having me um absolutely you enjoy the rest of your day we all know how we're both feeling let's yes. uh let's just ride it out and finish the day strong
0: yes i'm i'm at it's 12 30 here good so i'm at the, about the halfway-ish point you 're getting there you're two hours behind this just right out of the day yeah
1: the hey, challenge yourself challenge yourself today maybe mix some soups yeah you know what yeah <laughs> mix some mix some suits su- suits yes mix some suits get it, get some tan pants and a navy top
0: <laughs> you know what um put on a nice soup eat some suits
1: yep you hug a TV
0: it. maybe kiss it if you know if you feel the vibe hey, and going, um, going for
1: that goal is half the battle so you're there. <laughs>
0: Be vulnerable with a television, please, that's right. or an iPad if you're just not ready for that
1: next step. Sure, or find out, well, iPhone six. You know, start start off small.
0: Start small. An original iPod. That's right. Whatever you need to do with the click wheel. Yeah, yeah exactly. A YouTube a YouTube branded special red and black. I think it was. That's right. Either
1: way, if you got to get a Zoom, no one's judging. Go for it. <laughs> well,
0: I might, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. Please stay safe. Please take care. Please wear a mask, I think. Either way, respect other people. Respect yourself. Uh, Get vaccinated and or a booster if you're ready for that, too. Stay safe. Take care. Goodbye.